0: I see
1: all
0: this money through my Ohio State guys. Alright, welcome back to the Buckeye Boom Podcast, it's your boy Antonio What's
1: up, it's your man CT
0: Man, here we are, September 15th, it's Wednesday uh, Coming back with another pod uh, You know, we gotta, uh, still got to finish this Oregon game reactions now that we've watched yeah. the game again and and stuff like that. Heard other people talk about it and talk about the way forward. But before we get into it, was good, man. How you
1: feeling? How your day going? I'm doing all right. Doing pretty good. You know, same old, same. It's kind of you know, after a loss, the next week always sucks. It's never the same,
0: man. And <laughs> right again, thankfully we don't have to you know deal with it too much. So true, <laughs> man. I Still can't believe it, but man, let's get into it, man. What's your uh after rewatching the game, man? What's your final Oregon
1: reactions, man? After seeing you know seeing some clips and hearing some uh some of the press conferences, man, the linebackers were just always out of position. I mean, like it was they were out of position and then not reading the plays well after the fact, and then they were slow to the ball. It was even the the first play of the game where the I think the running back got, like, a nine-yard gain or something like that. Like, Tarja Mitchell, he seen the running back come through the hole but still stayed in his spot, like, the, like left to the running back. Like, like, guy, cover that gap. What are you doing? It's like he, he waited till the, the back got six, seven yards and then try to go get him. I'm like – but it was, like, the all-game with the linebackers. It was just really bad. And then, but it was a positive, though, with the defense. The outside corners look pretty good. Other than the he didn't look good. But the other two, they look great. And then my my final reaction for the game is the personnel is not good enough for the scheme. They need they, we don't have enough edge rushers or something. I don't know. There's not enough pressure on the quarterback to run this scheme that they want to run with this single eye safety.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't really disagree too much, man. I'm gonna actually start off with the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, again, man, you know, I really like what Zach Smith does. He breaks down the games a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive line actually did get pushed. They were moving the, the Oregon's defensive line. However, they were not recognizing the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and stuff like Noah that. Sewell. So, yeah. No, so was they would just fill those gaps. And another thing, um, he noticed that Oregon did, um, <laughs> they were loading the box. And they did not respect C.J. Stroud
1: to run right now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they just loaded the box and always had one more extra guy. Right. Then we could block. So therefore, it looked like we weren't getting much. So in saying that we weren't getting much, we were still getting two, three, four yards a pop. So maybe we abandoned the run a little bit too soon. Maybe it too. Yeah. Yeah. So so that would be one of my, my things I would say. Um, however, when it comes to fourth down short yardage. Got to figure something
1: out. Man, we've we got to figure something out. We had three of those where we, we might have could have kicked field goals. It might have been a different game. I
0: agree with that. Man. I agree with that. So you look at that. Um, uh, another quick little observation CJ Stroud, we got to figure out what's going on his shoulder because mm-hmm. if that's what's preventing him from running a little bit more, that's a problem because there's probably at least three times he could have tucked it and got five six seven yards and he for sure gets eight to nine yards on the pick to end the game versus just overthrowing again and this is high all the time. Um zone six man so each one of them had a drop mm. <laughs> Snick the Jigba. you know each one had a drop so that's three guys mm. right there
1: each tight end right. had
0: a drop that's five guys that's five drops right there that's for tough. A quarterback that's tough man so uh, I, in the game, I'm like, CJ, yeah, he missed some throws, but he wasn't that bad. Right. Five drops. I mean. Jeez. Yeah. And so then uh, Fleming slips out of his route That's mm-hmm. six. Um, And then Smith and Jigba messed up and then, or Arlave, he messed up and didn't do something on the top route. That's seven times where CJ Stroud gets the, you know, blame, but it wasn't his fault. Right. So, you know, I'm still in wait and see mode with CJ Stroud. Um, but I kind of trust Ryan Day and his quarterback opinion and who who should be the guy.
1: Yeah. I'm um, not I yeah. I like. think um I don't
0: have anything to say about the running backs. When they get got the opportunity, they got the opportunity, but they gotta get the opportunity, man. Right. What more do we say? Uh tight ends, oh, man, Jeremy Rucker did not play well at all. He got targeted five times. Like, come on, Jeremy Rucker. Like, I was not yeah. pleased with that. Um, a
1: touchdown still hurts. A missed touchdown oh, still hurts.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now to that defensive side of the ball, man. I, I remember saying this in the game again, saying it against Minnesota. We're not getting a push, man. Our defensive line is not – I'm I, I'm a little – I don't get it. Me either. This is supposed to be the best line or best group of the defense alone. And yeah. Man, they're looking – sus. not even suspect. It's just they're not doing what we expect. Oh, my goodness.
1: Did you know how, Proctor – Broke his leg. I don't know how it happened, but I remember watching it happen. It's like all oh, Antoine
0: Jackson got pushed back mm-hmm. by the Oregon defensive line, offensive line, so bad that he he fell back on Proctor's leg.
1: Oh man!
0: And so then after that, when we need a stop, we bring Antoine Jackson back in the game, and he gets demolished again.
1: What's up? What's now you up? know who played very well on the defensive line. Your Tully boy, Williams. JCC. Oh, yeah, he did. He did play well. Oh, Tyreek Williams did, too. He played he pretty just got good. that
0: black stripe removed. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, the defensive line, we got to figure out something to get pressure. I don't know if it's we got to play JTT more. He does, I don't know, man. We, we got to see. We got to see. Um, That linebacking core, <sighs> I remember when we did our preview for the season, mm. and Al Washington, I told you he did not seem like he was confident about his group. <laughs> remember we had that talk? I said, everybody's yeah. confident. I said, he doesn't really seem confident. I about that. Him. Yeah, man. That's exactly what I'm saying. But I can't tell if that's just coaching. And Here's why I think it's coaching. Taraji Mitchell's dad, did you see what he said? Mm-mm, I see sure that. It. Yeah, his dad was like, never been a fan of this scheme. will never be a fan of this game. Talking about the defense. Yeah. Right. Now, that being said, I don't know why Taraji Mitchell was so slow to react to that. Oh, Lord. It looked like he was keying the quarterback as if he was the spy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even still, he's still reacting slow. Like Darren Lee said, if Coach Fick was here, he would have pulled me out the game. And I wouldn't right. play for a while. Like, come on, man. Like, that's just pretty like, bad.
1: You see the back has the ball. Like, what he's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cody Simon did not do well. Okay, Eichenberg was awful. Terrible. He was awful. They just keyed in on him. I think you even noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um our, our linebacker now, Pope. I want to see more. Pope, me too. I, I think he has some, some you know, opportunities where he can do well. Um, the safety group, I'm terrified, absolutely terrified. Josh Proctor, they, they showed some impact plays he made and the limited reps he had. You're right, he was pretty good, man. Um, Shaw is not the answer.
1: Oh my goodness, and he they keep throwing him out there. Yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, and and you know, who's definitely not the answer at the free safety position is Ronnie Hickman. He was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, he was. He, he was, was getting together. burnt
0: on yeah. coverage a little bit. So we've got to figure out some things, man. So, and, and going over, and yeah, the cornerbacks were great. Like seven, not seven, Um, uh,
1: the one Burke. kick. Burke,
0: Burke was really yeah, good. Yeah. And Cam Brown coming back was actually really solid, too. Yep. So that was a bright spot to see. Mm-hmm. Um, However, something was thrown out today on Bucknuts, and I was like, let me go ahead and see what CT thinks. So, they mentioned Emeka Ibuka, Ibuka in high school was a heck so of a corner. DB. He was. What does it look like if he gets some reps at safety?
1: A little too hard to switch right now um, as a freshman who's only been repping that receiver probably? Yeah, and, like, well, at safety, that might be an idea. But at corner, I was like, no, we're pretty good. I think we said at corner. But safety, that might be a, a, might be a good idea. But I think – I like the other idea they put on Bucknuts a couple of days ago where they said uh, Ryan Watts moving back to safety. I kind of like that one a little more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, something's got to give, man. Something's Mm got to give. Um, But final reactions, man, got to tip my hat to uh, Oregon. They came in with a game plan. Yes, they did. They're prepared, man. And uh, I honestly – i hope they went out mainly because oh, we, we, need <laughs> we need it we need it and if they lose when they still get the tiebreaker over us for the playoffs so exactly i hope they went out man they've they've got listen they're missing some guys too they've got a good chance man they can only beat themselves in the pack 12 because pack 12 is garbage Ooh. hot garbage at that so they should be in the playoffs man so we will tomorrow crystal ball and that and that staff but yeah they uh they came ready for play. They did. Uh, But moving on, man. So what happens
1: next?
0: And I'm specifically talking about your boy, Kerry Combs.
1: Mm. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, people saying he's going to get replaced during midseason. But, you know, I think that's a lot of just people just talking. Because it would be so, like, almost impossible to replace a coordinator in the middle of the season. But there's um Jeff Snook. He did a lot of reporting back when Urban had a little thing with Zach Smith. He did some reporting today, saying that the Buckeyes might um, get a new analyst in there with along with Paul Rose. I think that that's probably needs to happen. Need another set of eyes up there to see something different that people aren't seeing. But also, I think for Combs, they need to let him run his scheme. You know, if if you're gonna fire the man at the end of the year, let him at least go on his own terms. So I agree with that. Let him run his scheme with. The guys he won in there and then we'll see how you know how, how that goes rest of the year. But also I think that they do need to go back to the two two safety scheme. Well Proctor out they need two safeties back there because Shaw's not going to cut it and we need we can't allow these big plays every game. We it has to we gotta shut it down now. So I think they should go back to two safeties. Uh Watts and Ransom back there. I think but we, we seen an, an, enough of Barson and Shaw just let him go. And then also I think <laughs> We just need to go ahead and scrap the bullet all together. Scrap the bullet and just run three linebackers like we used to. Okay. Just get back to base defense and get back I'm to my guy. Scrap bullets. And the last thing we need to do, I think somehow they got to find some pressure on the quarterback. Like we need some more blitzes, something, get exotic with it somehow. I don't know. They have to get more pressure on the quarterback. It's a, it's a must.
0: Yeah. So I, I'll. I'll answer top down. Um, I think Kerry Combs deserves a chance to do what he's going to do if he's going to go out let him go out on his own merit. Yep. Uh, that this week was the perfect week to do it. Yes. And that's, no disrespect, but whatever it is, what it is, to Tulsa and Kent State coming in. But this is the reason why this is the week to go ahead and implement it. And then you mm-hmm. got two games to try to get things going before we play against Maryland, I think it is. So now is the time to go ahead and do it if you're going to do it. Um, I know we talked about – you know, the defensive analyst type thing. And so, you know, somebody asked, well, why can't we move Paul Rhodes in right now to be a different sport? Well, he doesn't know these kids. like Exactly. He would not be the good fit for that. Um, right Now, in saying that, I was looking at some of the other defensive you know, analysts and stuff like that. Do you know who George's defensive analyst is? I do not. Will Muschamp. Wow.
1: That's a so whole dude, head
0: coach. Early smart. And will must change, right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Come no wonder, on, no wonder
0: man. they killed Clemson like like they did. Come on, man! You got to be kidding me. That's not. Even, I don't know who their defensive coordinator is, but that's just crazy. That is a lot. Why can't we? Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose that question to you later. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I, I would start. To, I would let him go ahead if he's gonna go out, go out on his own merit, do what he's gonna do. I understand it's a lot to learn for the players and things like that, but you're playing at the highest level of ball. Right. You know what I'm saying? like, let, Here's the thing about it. Kerry said it time and time again. He's not a tactician, which I mentioned earlier. He's not. A, he I, he mentioned that before the season started, which is, it blew my mind. You see what happened now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm mad that everybody else is catching on to it now when, when the Buckeye Bull it. podcast first said that before the season even started.
1: But whatever, neither here nor there. But in himself, nah i can see you but see Can you hear you. me no i can't okay there you go you probably okay anyways what's the last part you heard um uh we're talking about carrie combs uh so since he's not a tactician yeah. like maybe
0: the system he puts in guys will actually play faster right Like it won't be complex
1: mm-hmm. and
0: maybe guys can start reacting a little bit faster things like that um Matt Barnes is whatever he's doing, it's kind of working in the pass coverage. Now, supporting the run, yeah, they're doing awful. Ooh. They're doing awful. So we've got to figure out something there. Al Washington has to be put on notice. My goodness. Three years running, we keep saying the linebackers are the issue. Right. We kept blaming tough, blame t- Berlin. We kept blaming this guy. Like tough ball is gone and our linebackers look worse. Worse. Maybe <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, and so, like, maybe that's the reason why we're trying to get Henry 2-0. I can't even say his name. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, I'm I'm not sure, man. Our linebackers do not look good. They're not reacting to the ball fast enough. They don't look confident enough. So, yeah, man, I don't get it. You've got all the resources in the world. So I don't understand that one. Our Washington has to be put on notice. Yes. Um, and then the defensive line, man, we've got to get guys in there that want to play. Like, because again, I've got yeah, all the, the world and Larry Johnson, right. but I feel like Tyree Smith and and uh, even Zach Harrison to a point kind of feels like, oh, I've kind of arrived. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. I right. even saw another draft mock draft today that has. Him going 22. in the first round,
1: right? Harrison in the first round, I seen that too. I'm like well, he didn't do anything yet. He had yeah, one he, good sack.
0: Yes, that's it. I understand his size. I understand his potential and all that. Yes, but he, right. yeah, but give me guys that want to go. I know Haskell Garrett is going to go every time. Exactly. I know Vincent Teron Vincent is going to be solid. Yeah. Often, um, give me JTT. Let me see what he's going to do. Like I want to see that type of stuff. Guys that want that. that I want got it. that dog in them, man. Right. We haven't had Silver Bullets defense since Halfley. And it, and that's, you know, that's not that was, that's acceptable. That's because
1: of Chase Young and Okuda. And that's because
0: of Chase Young and Okuda. It's just not acceptable. And Jordan mm-hmm. Ford. Yep. But, yeah, it's just not acceptable, man. So, so moving forward, those are some of the changes I got to see. Man. Well, I had, so,
1: had one crazy idea that might uh, – I was driving home today from work, and I was thinking, like, how can they get – like, what linebacker can even, you know, help? And I was thinking maybe – if they move Jack Sawyer to linebacker, no. You said no? He's so athletic though. No. You don't think, you don't think it will work? No. He's athletic
0: per, side to side. Yes. So attacking or if he gets out of coverage.
1: You seen you yeah. seen him play quarterback at Pickerton North.
0: I've seen him play quarterback and he <laughs> and he's he can hoop, man. Right. He's he was catching shoot. That's that's he was catching shoot. Uh-huh. He wasn't, he wasn't getting busy unless he was down low on the block. He catch and shoot, man. That, he know what his game was when he was over, man. So, yeah, I don't know about that one.
1: Mm-hmm. But I get I was, what you're going with. I was throwing throwing darts out there. So, something got to work. Something got to shake. Something.
0: Now, if he's like a rush linebacker where right then that's all he does, like the, everybody knows it's coming, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm cool with that. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't love that one. I, I don't love it.
1: that one. I feel it.
0: All right. So, let me ask you this. We win out. Do
1: we make the playoffs? Oh man, this is a big one. We I think we need two things to happen. We need the big ten to step up. We need this weekend a big a big weekend. We need Penn State to beat Auburn. We need Michigan State to maybe even beat Miami this week. We need Iowa to keep winning. We need Iowa to go undefeated until the until the championship game. And then I think we either need Alabama or Georgia to lose before they face each other in the same trip game. So if those two, two things happen, I think we went out, we we sneak in. Okay. Um. So Alabama's already going
0: to be there. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is not going to get in. They're going to lose at least two games. At least two. Um. Oregon's going to be in there.
1: Yeah. Um
0: So that's two teams. I think they're going to be in there for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. At that point, we need the luck of the Irish. Um, If Oklahoma loses, our loss is much better than theirs. So it's already good. Right. Uh, Clemson, our losses are equal, but we will have better wins. Way better. (laughs) So, you know, I'm cool there. You seeing Georgia scared me. I'll be honest with you. Those are two things. Because if Georgia somehow or another goes undefeated, Mm-hmm. All the way, and then they're only, only losses to Alabama, the SEC title game. They'll probably get the four seed, right? And so that leaves us and UC. And I'm just like, oof! I told you my prediction was beforehand, and I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I could see the I could see the playoff committee being really, really weird this year. If they do that, though, I don't know. I know. I know. But hey, we shall we shall see. I'm going to say this. If we win out, we make the playoffs. I'm going to just keep it plain and simple. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if, if we win out, also let's say Oregon wins out, they're in. Alabama wins out, they're in.
1: Oklahoma maybe Oklahoma wins out. Oklahoma wins
0: out, they're in. I think we're the only other ones that will have the stronger, res- strongest resume with one loss to get in.
1: Right, because then it will be, be us, Clemson, and probably and Georgia. Georgia. And UC technically.
0: But those would be the three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Georgia
0: Georgia would be tough. Actually, you know what?
1: It's, I know. Could they be Georgia would be
0: tough because their loss would be to Alabama.
1: That would be actually tough. We need Florida to mess something up this year. We need Florida to get in there and mess I agree up. with that. I agree with that. So, so let, me, let me go ahead and move to
0: my next question, man. I heard this today. What is it that Nick Saban does that he does not miss on coordinators?
1: Especially on defense side. I don't know. Exactly. Like, I don't know. He doesn't miss at all. Maybe it's – I think it, it might just be him running the defense. Like, it's, it's not even his coordinators. And, and somebody said him. he
0: is the system, right? They said he is the system. That's the reason right. why yeah. he does so well. But if that's the case, Ryan – okay, well, it's not Ryan Day's system. So, you know, right? he's the offensive specialist. But here's, here's the next thing. When's the last time Nick Saban has missed on an offensive
1: coordinator? Ooh, I forgot who the coordinator was in um in in fourteen when when we, when we beat him. You are gonna say Lane? You are gonna say Lane yes, Kiffin? That cord- that year, the coordinator was not good. I mean, they maybe he had bad personnel at quarterback. Here's my thing. Here's here's the reason why you can't say that.
0: They had like Blake Sims, who right. was a wide receiver or
1: something like that, right, back, back quarterback. Convert, yeah, playing quarterback. Like, just, I don't know if you could blame him on that, man. But they also had Amari Cooper. He like. All he had to do was throw it out there, and uh, Cooper would just do whatever that year, yes, yes. But think about how we skinned
0: them up, too. We put Duran Grant over there, and we shadowed yep. him with the safety, so mm-hmm. it's not that easy when you've got other uh, another team that got guys, yeah. And we're still talking about that. We're the only team that beat them that year, right? They're, yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah, so, I mean, even still, what are we talking they about? They were good
1: that whole year, too, yeah. to game. yeah,
0: yeah, and so I mean. I, I don't know if you can even say that, man. So I,
1: can, I can't remember the last time they they looked bad on offense other than that year to me. Yeah,
0: looked bad and still and still got to the, you know, playoffs. Right. So, again, what is it that he does that we don't do? Because if you look at the, the defensive coordinator, we're one for our last three hires. Mm. Halfway, great. Shiano, no. Coombs, no. We're one for three. You look at our offensive coordinators. Okay, yeah, we did good with Tom Herman. But then we went with Ed Warner.
1: That was terrible.
0: That was awful.
1: Him like, and Tim Beck are, together was just a disaster. Oh my
0: goodness. And we brought Tim Beck in. So like, and then we brought Mike Yurcich in. Like, what are we doing? Okay, but I mean, who knows what he was. I mean, he never got the opportunity. I think it show. was
1: Ryan. I think it was Ryan Day doing everything basically. Because even
0: then he still had like Kevin Wilson was there. So right. he never really got the full. But like what exactly do we need to do? When's the last time you seen a seen a Bama position not play well outside of maybe like their tight ends or or something like that?
1: What Nick Saban does good though, I think, is he goes out and gets people he don't he does does not know. You're talking about these nuts. So you, <laughs> did you see that today? I didn't see that. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Jordan Battle,
0: the interview, he was doing an interview yesterday
1: mm-hmm. or whatever,
0: and they said. You know, you've been uh, been for like three years or something like that. What's uh, what's something that people wouldn't know about saying that's kind of funny or quirky? Does he have any sayings? Jordan Battle is like, ah, oh, well, he doesn't really have any sayings. Well, I guess he does say like these nuts or suck on these nuts. What? <laughs> like what? That's yeah, that's weird, but it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. That's another quarterback we missed on. He was committed oh, to us. Oh yeah. Anyway, if he was
1: playing safety right now for us, we wouldn't even have no problems. For he was playing,
0: yeah. But who knows how he been coached up? So yeah, Anywho. true. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, man, what
1: does he do? What does what does Nick Saban do, man? Yeah. Saban like he's not afraid to go get people who do, he like he doesn't know yet. Like when the one time Urban did that with Tom Herman, like that was the excellent hire. He even got somebody he does not know prior to. um to be at Ohio State, that worked out perfect. But like with Ryan Day already knowing Kerry Combs and uh, Urban already knowing Greg Schiano, Urban did not know Ryan Day. He did not know Ryan Day. He knew he knew of Ryan That's Day true. through Chip Kelly. That's and true. And then bringing those people you don't know it coming in, stop That's with the this point. nepotism stuff. It, it kind of hurts. Like That's Urban Meyer so bringing in Zach Smith because he knew him, and like bro, Urban, Urban Meyer bringing in Bill Davis because he knew him, bro. What are you doing? That's a good point. You gotta, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Got to
0: branch out. You really do. Bubble. You do really do. And have you heard about how they kind of do those, these hiring sometimes? Mm-mm. Like, often these head coaches share the same agents. Wow. And so, yeah, and so sometimes the agent will be like, well, you know, here's the guy. Yeah, man. That's true. Now, the Tom Herman hire, you're right, great hire. When he went out and got Ryan Day, that's word of mouth, great hire. Yep. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. I don't know, man. So, whatever Nick Saban does, man, he just—I don't get it. Like, I heard. Do you know who's leading his strength and conditioning right now? It was the two guys who were leading Indiana's strength and conditioning. What? But yeah, man. But they were doing like sports science and all this good stuff, and so wow. they came. To, yeah. So obviously they came to Alabama it has way more resources than Indiana. Way more. It's just on a whole nother level. They've got like a 15 to $20 million sports science facility Jeez. down there. It's just like, how does Nick Saban even know these guys? Who goes out and gets these guys? You know what I'm saying? So, we, in order to catch Bama. And from Indiana, too? That's wild. From Indiana Hoosiers, man. Like, I don't get it, man. But whatever he does, he does it well. And we've all got to figure out a way to find a page out of his book. So, Bro. yeah. Uh, time for the Michigan minute, man. Uh, they beat Washington this week. They're two and zero. Washington is not good, but at the we same saw
1: time,
0: same time. Michigan looks a little bit more disciplined than normal. Yes, um, they've got a running game, man. Do they? Um, so that being said, uh, what do you think their record is coming into the game?
1: Oh man, I gotta I gotta look at their schedule again. But I think they may only be have lost one game.
0: I agree with that. State. I agree with that.
1: But I was looking at their um, at their stats from the this, this past game. They had 343 rush yards and like their main runner was Blake Corum and I remember back when he was getting recruited they were saying oh uh he he picked the buck I mean he picked Michigan over Ohio State but during that time Ohio State was like in it with Bijan Robinson. So to me it, it didn't feel like a loss. I'm like, "Wait, we, oh, we we wow. didn't lose him." Like, cause he he committed a month before Bijan saying, "Oh, I'm not going to Ohio State anymore." He committed wow. a month before that, so it was like some, we might have actually lost out on him because wow. we, we thought we had Bijan. I'm like, That's wow, crazy, no, he's wow. crazy dominoes. He's probably
0: yeah, okay. And Ed Warner's right, not there no more. So I don't, that yeah. position group is probably playing really well right now.
1: They are, <laughs> although, although he was a really
0: good offensive line coach at Ohio State. Yeah, that, so that their line is better. better. Yes. Um, so you got them with one loss coming into it. We we'll only spend twenty more seconds as it stands today. We still beat them. Uh, it's it? Oh man! It's at the big house. It's,
1: it's so hard to say right now. With my, it's so hard sorry, to, it, we'll, because we'll, we'll, we'll wait till next Wednesday, but bro. We'll because Wednesday. our Russian defense is so bad right now. It's so bad. Right they now. run well right now.
0: And if they can play ball control and then go play action,
1: In the all big house
0: can't do anything. Oh my! Oh. Goodness. I'm yeah. kind of scared a little bit. I'm a little nervous, man. I, I would hate to. I haven't been scared in the last couple of years, man. So, yeah. Decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said decade. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go a little
1: bit with some national news, man.
0: USC, job right. opening. Who do you think takes it, man?
1: Really? I think it's your boy. It's your boy, James Franklin.
0: Listen, man. Like, keep on hinting at it. hmm I don't know why. I don't know why they keep hinting at it. But, hey, I'm all for it.
1: I think I'm, I think it's Jane Franklin because, like, over the years, I'll watch him in his interviews, and he, he don't seem that happy talking about Penn State. And, like, I would hear Penn State fans just rag on him all the time. I get on Twitter. I see Penn State fans always hating on Jane Franklin. I'm like, this relationship is not going to last a long time. <laughs> so, I mean, I got a feeling like he's going to be out. He's going to be gone.
0: I agree, man. I mean, I know he's been – he was at Vanderbilt before he got to Penn State. Mm-hmm. I remember he was almost out of Penn State until he got lucky. And beat Ohio State. And ever since then, you know, he's had pretty good seasons. Yep. He's usually around 10 wins a year. Uh, but for whatever reason, people keep saying he's got the Hollywood kind of uh, personality. Yeah, he wants it. And, and, you know, he would go out there and do well. Um, I'm all for it because, you know, I don't really want to deal with him. Now, my question is who's the backfield for Penn State now? That's what makes me nervous because mm-hmm. I could see Luke Fickle going to a Penn State.
1: Ooh, and that oh scares God. the
0: crap out. That fits his DNA. That does. Pittsburgh, and Midwest. Midwest. That rugged and a hundred something thousand. Mm-hmm. Man, he could be there for a m- oh my gosh. So I'm like, I don't want that. The next Joe
1: Pa. Oh no.
0: Oh, I, and that's what I was thinking about too. He's gonna be there forever. Yeah. I, I did see that he had his next contract will have an out clause in case Ohio State job opens. Wow. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know if we would ever go after him. Yeah, I don't think I would want him back, though, honestly. But anywho, that being said, yeah. my real question is, on the national news, let's just assume James Franklin is at USC. Mm-hmm. Who is at Penn State
1: next year? Man, is it Matt at, Campbell? State? Is it
0: Coach Fick? Or is it somebody that we don't know?
1: It, I think their first choice probably would be Matt Campbell because he, you know, he's done an excellent job at Iowa State. That's, that's crazy. Building like Iowa State al- has always been bad, like almost always been bad. And to see him get them, have them like ranking top 10 in, like two, three years in a row is crazy. So I think that, that probably would be the number one choice. And I think depending on how the Irish do, like if the Irish kind of falter a little bit, I could see them trying to go on after Brian Kelly if like they lose out on Matt Campbell. Wow.
0: I would love Penn State to take Brian Kelly.
1: I would love that.
0: I Here's could the see thing. that. I think Penn State writes a huge check for Fipple. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it, that is Penn State is literally everything that Fipple embodies. Seriously, the toughness blue collar type of place it is yeah i mean and then he's got that big crowd to boot
1: like right that's ridiculous man yeah that would be oh man he would, and he would i think Ohio's he would recruit <laughs> exactly he would recruit it to where um they're just super tough like the their their line they, yeah both their lines would be just all it would just be like it would suck because we always put bully them a lot mm-hmm so it would be little, uh, it'd be a lot harder playing Penn State, but I don't and, think he, uh, I don't think he'll recruit the you know wide receivers and running backs as well as Jane Franklin because Jane Franklin does a pretty good job recruiting quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah. Oh man. Yes, yeah. so I don't think he would do as well there as Jane Franklin has done, but yeah, their toughness would be like off the charts. He would, would kind of get cool. some more East Coast
0: kids too over there. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I can really see it happening. So. If I had to guess, that would be my pick. It'd, it'd be Fickle going to Penn State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll see, man. Unless unless Notre Dame does open up, I right? I can see Notre Dame going after Fickle. They've mm-hmm. already plucked. There you got Freeman. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can see that. And Brian Kelly came from sustain too, didn't he? Yes, he did. See, so I can see them doing that, man. Right.
1: Uh. uh all right, man. Let's move on. Uh. Best thing you've seen all week. Ah, uh, my favorite thing I've seen all week. Was former Buckeye, Marshawn Lattimore, getting paid. Hey, Five years, $97 million, $44 million guaranteed with the total guarantees being over $68 million. Like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see it. Love, love to, to see, see it.
0: it. My, my favorite thing I saw all week was Justin Fields got his first touchdown. I like um, that. Time. Yeah. I think it's terrible what they're going to do to that man with that terrible line. In and the two really QB gonna, system. Oh, that's going to be awful. I hate it. Especially if you're doing that in the NFL, man. Right. Especially if you're doing that in NFL. Um, NFL. And, and, and on top of that, um, I got two. My second one is Gale's getting his black stripe removed because maybe that cool. means we're getting some more linebacker support because Ooh. we need it. He only got that a couple of plays, so right. maybe he's finally doing enough. We'll see. I don't know. And I'm going to throw a worst thing I've seen all week. Irvin to go ahead and just go ahead and <laughs>
1: Did you see that that pick that uh Trevor Lawrence threw? I think no, it was the, what happened? It was towards the end of the game, I think it was. But, like, literally, there was no – his receiver was not even nowhere near the ball. I mean, like, it was like what? classic Trevor Lawrence, I'm just going to throw it just because I'm going to throw it. And it went right to the defender. I'm like, what is wow. Trevor doing? Wow. It was like – remember Trevor, I think it was his second year. They were like, oh, he's he – when he was throwing – a lot of picks that first like at the beginning of the year they're like oh maybe not, not as good it was one of those kind of picks like bro wow. it was terrible they're saying the
0: game like it was moving a little bit too fast for him. yeah he, look, so, he didn't I look mean, as good the problem for herbs is that the jaguars were actually favored in that game and they got right. smacked. Next. so the funny thing was that meme of that jacksonville jaguar player behind urban mm-hmm. he was mean mugging. It looked like the crap out of Urban, <laughs> but I couldn't tell. I thought that was hilarious and that's a great picture for everything. Right. And I don't know, man. It's, it's
1: really interesting. It's going a long year down there.
0: And of course, he, he came out and vehemently and said, no chance. I'm taking USC job. No chance. Right. Same thing that your boy Nick Saban said. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> uh, man, Urban USC? Oh, I don't want to see it. I, I don't, don't want either. to see it. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> All right, man, last thing, I mean, we didn't really need to preview this game because, I mean, we still need to recover from what happened last weekend with Oregon. So before we get to score, give me three things that you think happened offensively versus Tulsa.
1: Mm, Well, I think just just tonight, Garrett Wilson, they did a player interviews, and Garrett Wilson said the offense had their best practice they've ever had so far. He said the the defense were trying brand new things, like they were doing this this all brand new things on defense. But he said the the offense had their best practice. So as far as the offense, I want to see. I don't want to see no drop balls. I don't want to see no ball hit the ground actually at all. I want to see like on point prediction. No, 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 no. I'm not predicting that at all. (laughs) But I mean, that's what what I want to see them do in this game. I want to see them be super accurate. Yeah. But I predict that the um, on offense, they're going to look good. Defense, they're going to try a whole lot of new things. It's going to be uh, – so my score prediction, though, I know the the um, spread is 24-and-a-half, I think, over under 16-and-a-half. Oh, man, I see the Buckeyes taking it 56-28. to 28. The okay. Defense, Defense, they're going to try new things, but they're not – t- they still gonna look bad for real. <laughs> I, think, right, I so, think so. So here's what
0: I got. I got um. First of all, offensively, CJ Stroud throws for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have our running attack going over 200 yards. Um, and then, uh, receiving wise, um, I feel no, I'm yeah, receiving wise, I think um. Either Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson have two touchdowns. So, okay, that's my predictions. Offensively, Um, defensively, we get an interception finally, so we cause a turnover there. Um, I think we we not have
1: have one. We don't have one yet, do we? Interception? Oh my goodness!
0: No. Um, I think that we sacked their quarterback more than one time. And listen, it's so hard to make predictions defensively. Exactly. Uh, and I think that we limit them to. I'm not even going to say that, man. I'm just going to leave with those two predictions defensively. Oh. Uh, score wise, what you said, over under was like 20, what? I think it's
1: 24 and a half.
0: Okay, yeah. So I think we go a little crazy. I think our offense is ridiculous and we score mm-hmm.
1: 62 offensively. Okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, I
0: feel you. Like defensively, you're... I think we hold them to. 24, but even in that 24, we still have moments where we're like, this is ridiculous. What the hell, right? At first, I came in saying it's going to be 62 to 20, but then I heard your score, and I was like, let me chop that in half, so I'm going 62 to <laughs> 24, so that's my prediction, man. Oh, man. Um,
1: so, hold on. We we don't have no interceptions, and we only got one sack? One
0: sack.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: No, we might have two sacks. We might have two sacks.
1: That's crazy, man. But both two of games.
0: soda. Most right yeah we didn't touch oregon's quarterback unless he decided to run wow yeah unbelievable man so hey that wraps up another episode of buckeye boom podcast uh hopefully we come back saturday excited and ready yes. to go and, and build our ways up for the big team season, man so uh that, that's it for me signing off you got anything else
1: man let's go bucks go bucks